Are, are you sure you're ready? I mean, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. I haven't got it right in like four episodes, so we'll see. Well, the the, the adventures of us saying things wrongly on, po- on podcast continues. That's right. Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Stanley. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of BS Car Gas Podcast. We are delighted and excited to have you here tonight for this Corvette episode of the podcast. Corvette uh, dominated correctly. But, well, but before we get into things, I have uh, uh, something I need to talk to you about oh, that boy. I purposely did not talk to you about before we started recording let's hear it so everybody uh if you didn't know uh we have an unofficial but official dag on youtube channel um it is uh there's bill there's way did i say it right yeah did i say it right yes yeah because i i i subscribed to it when it was just bill <laughs> and it, it's really weird because I go look for it in my subscriptions and it's not where I want it to be ever. So, <laughs> sure. So, uh, yeah, Bill did there, his first. There's a, there's a Bill, there's a way. I know I had to put a video up for the podcast. Yep. So, Bill did an interview while he was out there gallivanting around the globe. And, uh, I would, uh, commend you on your, uh, on your emerging interview skills. Uh, Thank yeah. you. Uh, you're gonna be as good as Barbara Wawa one one day. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely not. No. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I watched the video. I gave it a I gave it a thumbs up, a like, or whatever you do on YouTube. I don't know what they probably hey, changed it good. down. That's good. Uh, uh, but yeah, if I'm saying this early enough in the podcast, I didn't want to bury the 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 the, the lead story. Hey, get on YouTube. Uh, do the little search bar. That's Bill. There's a way. Bill talks to a dude about a, uh, I guess it's a trim concept trim of a Ram. Yes. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm looking for the event, the name of it now. Um, I didn't realize you were going to put me on the the spot here to talk about this right out the gate. So this was a concept vehicle that they built and. My guess is is that it, it it may have made some rounds already at other um, Makes sense. Show, showings. You know, I don't know if it was at SEMA or anything like that. Um, it would have gotten lost at SEMA. Yeah, it is not probably, fancy enough to be to catch attention at SEMA. <laughs> you, you might be right. I'm not sure if it's you know if it was a holdover if they had if it was something they had at CES or yeah. um, to be honest. I don't even what? think that would. I don't think that would fit at CES because no, it, uh, it probably wouldn't. I don't know. I'm just I'm throwing stuff out there while I'm looking. I'm stalling. So it's the Ram while you look at it. Yeah, yeah. while you looking it up, I was gonna say something. Uh, I was gonna say it because I was trying to give you time. I was trying to be a good part podcast partner. I appreciate um, it. Uh, but yeah, the, I don't think it would. I'm just guessing it wouldn't show up at SEMA or CES. Yeah. It kind of was in one of the the right spots i guess another place it would probably show up is at like an outdoorsman daggone thing or a boat show or stuff like that because unlike most concepts they can do all of that stuff right now right that's right (laughs) you know yeah and and one thing i liked about this truck was that it was it was nothing out of the ordinary um the only real like one-off stuff on there were these like 
side pod things that were on there. The leather um, things? Oh, no, no, the tall things. Yes, yeah. So it, it's the Ram 1500 Backcountry X concept. There's a name that just flows smoothly right off your tongue. Hey, um, you know they love their names. For sure, for sure. So it give you know it gives you some some interesting versatility. Honestly, to me, I see this um, more with like, well, like somebody like our buddy Lucas, right? Who for for a long time was running around doing a roofing business, and he has a camper shell on his Tacoma with side toolboxes, just like this. You know, yep. they don't go go down into the bedside, but I mean, they are a camper shell with inlaid boxes like this. A, a roof rack for carrying ladders on top, and then it has your workbench for like working on two by fours and stuff on the bed, the tailgate. So, uh, I, honestly, they could probably market a lot of this stuff as like a job site package. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it it does lend itself to the overland community as well. Um, but you could almost sell this as a Ram. What do they call it? Mopar accessory? Yeah, yeah, Mopar you know, accessories. Looking at the way this thing's designed, you know, after looking at it in person and kind of thinking about it a little bit, you could pull your existing little doors off those bed toolboxes, I forget what they call them, ram boxes or whatever. Yeah, ram boxes. Yeah, so you could pull those little hinge doors off and then just attach these pods, you know, and, and line them up. And, and really, that other than adding the bed rack, you know, you'd be there. Um, so I think I honestly, if anything, I think they're probably just testing this out for reactions um, to think about selling some of these accessories through Mopar um, before it'll just show up as like a trim level. So that's that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, well, um, hopefully your conversation with them uh, will encourage them to uh, offer at least offer that because I thought it was a pretty cool truck. Uh, I saw the part that geeked you out the most, the fact that it had a uh, folding flat third, uh, third seat up front. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I think that's uh, super I don't awesome. know why they don't do that. Uh, do they do that? I don't, yes. I'm not sure. Yes, but here's, here's the thing that I don't understand. And this is like if I, if I was going to waste that guy's time and stand there and complain to him for 10 more minutes, I would have told him. But like – they usually only offer that seat on lower trim level work truck style trucks. Yeah. It's usually not, I don't know why you have to buy the cheap stuff in order to get the better seating options. Like if you're looking at a minivan or an SUV right now, you have to buy a cheaper trim package to get more seats. You spend more money to get less seating. Makes no sense to me at all. Other than to say Americans are fat and they want hip and leg room over Carrie and friends, which I don't. Um, I agree with you. Um, and like you said in the video, this whole idea that captain seats mean luxury is dumb to me. Dumb. <laughs> um, uh, I think that new pilot, which uh, kind of debuted this week, uh, they should let uh, videos come out this week, uh, which y'all should go watch. Um, it does a cool thing, but they only do it in the top trim. It has the second row of seats, uh, has uh, has three three seats in it, and it can come out, and you can store it inside the, the the pilot, so you know it doesn't get lost in your garage somewhere. Right. You know it. 
why? But they only offered in the top trim. And I think it, it's dumb. I was like, we legitimately, when we were looking at vehicles uh, uh, last year, you know, we can still consider still going with a three-row vehicle uh, just to have a bigger vehicle in a time of emergency or a time when all the kids are home or whatever. And But primarily, that seat would be folded down. Right. So uh, so we didn't want to lose that middle seat. But and, and the other part about us being, I guess, a little bougie or a little privileged or whatever term you want to put on it is we don't really buy low end vehicles. I, I, I have always been in favor of buy as much vehicle as you can afford. So I would rather come down a class of vehicle. I, I would rather have a fully loaded TLX than a base five series you know what i mean yes so because i i mean i like all my little my little stuff <laughs> so but it's, but if you're not going to offer me the daggone the, the the availability have that fifth seat on the second row it's dumb it, I, 100%. Well, I, I, I luxury captain seats does not equal luxury i guess that that's the yes the just of it <laughs> That's that's a great way to put it, and and I, I'm gonna check now just to make sure I'm not gonna speak out of turn, um, but I'm pretty sure for 2023 Land Rover stopped offering the third seat in the front no. row of the Defender, which was like no. the thing I liked about it. Yeah. No. Yeah. So why would they do that? I don't know. I'm telling you, like, now I'm no longer as big a fan. Like, I went from being a huge fan to now being like, eh. I mean, I still think it's a cool vehicle at all, but, eh. I mean, it was, I I mean, it hit my eh list for completely different reasons. But, yeah, that's, that's dumb. Why would you do that? People do dumb things with vehicles. And speaking of people doing dumb things with vehicles, I guess that's going to be the the crux of what we talk about tonight. Bill thinking that Chevy did a dumb thing with the Corvette, but before so, we get there, well, I'm sure he has some stuff to, to to share with us or bring up. Yeah. So first of all, I'll give you an update. I haven't I haven't filmed anything on the Land Cruiser in a while, but um, we know. Well, I know, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I need to. I realized I, I worked for like. I don't know, four or five hours this past Saturday on it, and I didn't film a single thing. And I was like, hmm, probably should have filmed something, but I didn't film Missed anything. opportunity. Missed opportunity. I just wanted to get some work done. I was tired of looking at it and not doing anything. Um, so I got cleaned up around it, got everything prepped, um, got the vehicle up on jack stands, pulled all the wheels off, cleaned out the inside, and uh, started prepping for removal of everything. So pulled the hood off. Um, pulled the um, pulled the grill and the the headlights and the like front fascia and the skid plate and uh, the transmission cooler and transmission cooler lines and the battery and and just started on removing everything from the front of the vehicle and it is mm-hmm. uh, going to be a process. So well. You wanted to go on this adventure, and um, that's right. So you you knew it uh, well. You nobody knows what they're getting into, regardless of what the project is that you uh, take on. But I think you're going to have fun and learn more about the vehicle while you do all this, and oh, hopefully sure. you remember to hopefully you remember to film it 
therefore we can see it as well. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'll just try and, but, I'll, I'll try and remember to film something. Uh, <laughs> am I am I digging too much when I say uh, hopefully you remember the film because you know just remember about us little guys right out here that are well, uh, waiting on the on the edge of our seats for the next uh, film video. I don't I don't think anybody's waiting <laughs> on the edge of their seat. So let's just be clear. <laughs> um, but so let, let me ask you your opinion about something. Okay, so okay, I'm gonna throw a theoretical out there at you. And I want right. to get I want to get your take on what you think would be a smart um, plan of attack. Uh huh. So let's say you um, knew somebody who had access. Yeah, just double checked. Land Rover no longer offers that six seat configuration. Super stupid. Boo, Land Rover. Yes. Boo, JLR. Yes. Okay, so let's say you you knew somebody who had access to a company vehicle, whatever through whatever means that was. You know, if that's a company-owned vehicle, a service fleet vehicle, whatever you want to call it, and that's what mm-hmm. they drove every day. And uh-huh. their their <coughs> their commute to go Bless to you. that car. Thank you. Um, their commute to go to that car and back home again at the end of the day was like. 15 to 20 miles a day and that's all the mileage they were putting on their vehicle you know and they maybe were driving a little bit older vehicle with let's say in excess of 200,000 miles on it okay and suddenly something changed in their works policy and now that vehicle needed to be kept at a different location which turned their 20 mile round trip everyday commute to a 50 plus mile everyday round trip commute okay would the extra wear and tear on a already 200,000 plus mile vehicle be enough cause for concern to you to go ahead and be looking for a newer more fuel efficient vehicle or would you just say drive it till it dies and then replace it what would your Plan of all, right. all right. So the sensible thing would be, in my opinion, is to drive it till it dies, and then, and then while look, keep your eye on the market, drive it till it dies. I mean, okay. the cheapest, the cheapest vehicle you, uh, the the least, the most, the least expensive, expensive vehicle out there is the one that's already in your driveway most of the time, especially if it's paid off and it's an older vehicle. Doing maintenance on it isn't going to cost as much as, you know, dealing with what's going on with these uh, dealerships right now. Yeah. And sure. uh, go and and dealing with uh, maybe a finance charge if you got to deal with that. Um, and I mean, it's just you, and you're familiar with it. So right. if, in my opinion, if you can afford to stay at the market, uh, you should stay at the market right now. Uh, but, you know, the 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 nonsensical non-responsible version of me is man i'd have got a new car yesterday you talking <laughs> <laughs> look uh, look i could come up with all type of phantom excuses to go buy a new car right. if i got the money <laughs> for sure for sure and that's and that's why i'm asking that opinion because i also can come up with all kinds of legitimate excuses to go buy a car so yeah, what non-legitimate I, legitimate excuses <laughs> that's right that's exactly right 
Okay, well, that answers that. Okay, so my my second car thing I wanted to ask about was, and, and I think we briefly touched on this in the most recent episode where, where you were asking me to guess how many EV cars mm-hmm. there were available. Yep. And we we never comprehensively went through that list of all the new four... 23 EV vehicles. Okay. I mean, I, I got the list, but go ahead. Okay. Well, so I was driving through town the other day and passed by a um, dealership that we both know because um, the owner was on the podcast and they yep. had it and they had an EV parked out front that I didn't even know existed. I'd, I'd never seen it. I'd never heard of it. I had to come home and look it up. But what? It's, but it's so ugly. That oh, okay, the that, moment, made it, that, the, that the, made it actually looks decent, but go ahead. The, the <laughs> moment I saw it, I immediately knew that it was an EV because uh-huh. of how ugly it was. Okay. And, and, and it, made me, it made me realize that I don't understand who's at fault or who created the rule that electric cars have to be ugly. Is there some subliminal thing that automotive manufacturers believe people have that if they see an ugly car, they'll be even more willing to believe the lie that it's better for the environment? Man, it... Not only is it saving the planet because it, it uses batteries and defers all my waste until uh, time of manufacturing and time of disposal, but it also is really ugly. So I'm definitely not buying the car for just the way it looks. I'm definitely buying the car to save the planet. Does that make all right. sense? I, I, I will try to make their uh, nonsensicalness make sense. Uh, Do you know which car I'm talking about? It was on their. It was on that lot. So um, I'm gonna say it was the uh, Subaru Solterra. I think that's the name of it. Yes, that is the name yeah. of it, and that is the correct car. That right. car <laughs> is so stupid looking. <laughs> um, uh, I haven't it, seen one. It, I, I swear. <laughs> I swear to you, someone at Subaru, the moment it was released to the public, saw the very first front-end image of a Mustang, oh, I did it, of a Ford Mach-E and said, hold my beer, we can do worse. Yep. Um, that car has, uh, in the in the vein of uh, Doug, has a lot of quirks and features that don't really make much sense to me. It didn't make a lot of sense to me in the beginning. Some of them made more sense the more I thought about it and the more I kind of became familiar with the vehicle, even though I haven't seen it yet. Um, but they could have did better in the design studio. That's just what hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, there is a Toyota that looks a whole lot like that. Yes. And, and, uh, I don't know why that look, um, Toyota and Subaru, uh, if I know y'all listening, 
Just because you did a thing, just because you did a thing one time, and that thing was, I'm gonna go ahead and say successful because it got a second generation. Uh, doesn't mean that exact same strategy shall work again. Right. For example, the first time that GM and Ford and all of them did uh, platform sharing in the 70s and 80s, I'm quite sure it was an awesome idea. But all of that led to what happened in the late 80s and the early 90s, and nobody wants that again. Can we just not do that? <laughs> it's yes. like, look, the only thing I remember when I remember back in the day, it's because this just came to my head. The uh, the uh, the four door Blazer, the four door S10 Blazer, the Envoy, and the Bravada. All, the only difference was the badge. That was it. It was the whole badge. That was all. That was right. all. Uh, you know, nobody wants to do that. So I, I think they could, they could have uh, left that in the oven a little bit more, as some people would say, let it cook up a little bit more. I mean, they could have did something different in the design, and uh, in, in the design studio. And I think partially because I can't remember. I think it was, it is a Subaru led. No, it's a Toyota led design. I think that because they do it, they they've done this a couple of times. So I, I kind of look, uh, I forget sometimes. But uh, and it just you know, Subaru is a very small company when it comes to daggone uh, passenger cars. They're they're Fuji heavy industry is bigger, but the car sure. part isn't that ain't really that big, and they don't really got Toyota money. So it's like, hey, put this thing out here put this thing out here and um, hey, you can go ahead and make a version of it. It's like, well, we ain't got a whole lot of money to put in the development. This let's just throw a Subaru badge on it and change the name of the all wheel drive system and call it something different. That and some, somebody, some, somebody will buy it because it's available. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think that vehicle is going to be successful. I think the most successful version of that vehicle will be the Lexus and uh, because the other two are ugly. I, I don't know a better way to say it. <laughs> I mean, now, I would I would rather drive, and I know this is sacrilege, and I'm about to look at your face when I say it. I'm looking at you. I would rather buy the last drive the last generation Prius than that thing. Yeah, I said that. Want to say why I said that? Wow. Want to say why I said that? Wow. Because a Prius, the last generation Prius and like two generations prior, Priuses have had this thing where like, you know how a bulldog gets cuter, the uglier it gets. Mm. <laughs> I think the, the longer it sits in my driveway, I'll like it more for the simple fact it get like 60 miles a gallon or something like that. And it'll, it'll become cute-ish, but I don't see that BR, that, that Sotara doing that. It's just going to get old looking, but yeah, that's what is that's what it is. Is uh, in two years, it's going to look that them trying to make it look, whatever that is, it's just going to make it look old and outdated. Kind of like how I feel about this, how we kind of feel about the Cybertruck. I think we we talked about that before. Yes, the Cybertruck is is going to be cool for six months, and then it's just going to be like, why would you do that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Can I just say? That not to backpedal is too much, but I oh. just I realized that you are comparing it to the Toyota BZ4X. Yes, 
and not not the Rav Four hybrid. Because I was the whole time I was thinking, well, the Rav Four hybrid's not that no, bad looking. But then no, I Rav went to Toyota. Kind of yeah, and I went to the Toyota website and I actually looked at their EVs and I saw the BZ Four Four XGTR. MSTQP, and I was like, you know what? That is the same vehicle. Yep. And Toyota's is just as ugly. Yep. What were they thinking? Uh, they were thinking like GM was thinking, like uh, uh, who's, 40 who's years ago. Who's buying this? Who's their demographic? Who's buying it? I know they got a lot of like mid 30s uh, white social media influencers computer-generated images and all the marketing photos, but, I mean, who, who's actually buying these things? Uh, to be honest, um, this is a theory that I'm going to float out there. Some of these vehicles, those two, and one more that's going to come to mind, which has a cool thing that I thought we should talk about, a, a new development that I think we should talk about, which makes it way cooler, but still not cool enough. This, these two things and the the Mazda uh, MX30, I think that's what it is. MX30, the mm-hmm. little, I don't even know what you call it, with the suicide doors, electric thing that only got a hundred miles. Oh, I don't yeah, think they really yeah, want. Yeah. I don't think they they really want to sell them vehicles. They just mm-hmm. made it to. Uh, they made them. They're gonna sit on that daggone lot. And it's gonna it's gonna be hey look we did you know because regulations are a thing hey we 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 built the thing that we said we had to build but that we don't really we we don't really want people to buy it it's like um what was it the uh, the Fiat Abarth electric oh yeah that's, I think that's what it was they built that car they didn't want people to buy it you couldn't find that you can't find right, that car right 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 but they didn't really want people to buy it or uh, I'll give you a different example. Um, do you remember because this actually falls right into your wheelhouse and the fact that you won't remember it will prove, kind of prove my point did you know that Volkswagen built the hybrid Jetta I do how many of them have you ever seen none I've seen one none I mean I haven't ever seen one because I haven't ever looked for one so even if one had passed me it didn't register that that's what it was and I don't know that I care to see one, but but the easy answer is none. I've seen none. They built that car right after Dieselgate and everything. Yeah, but they didn't really want to sell that car. They they only built it as a response to Dieselgate. Yeah, yeah, and I don't even. I think they had to they had to hit up another company to use their hybrid technology to do it. But yeah, they didn't want to sell that car. I mean, it's yeah. like um um. It's like what the opposite of what some um, auto manufacturers are doing right now, where they'll show you uh, the 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 uh, fully loaded version of a car. Well, they used to do it this way. They show you a fully loaded version of a car to kind of get you in the in, in the uh, in the studio, and then they'll show you a fully loaded uh, uh, Jeep Cherokee, hot whatever it is, Overland. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Limited. Yeah. And but. They know you can't buy that, so they'll sell you the Cherokee, the front wheel drive Cherokee, because yep. that fits your budget. They get people in that I think the op they're trying to do where, hey, we have an electric too, come look at it. The person gets there, it's like, nah, 
Nobody wants that. Oh, yeah, we got this Camry over here. Let's right. go ahead and here's, get this. <laughs> here's a Camry. But, hey, hey, it's a uh, XE whatever. It's a TRD Pro Camry, so you'll be fast. Actually, TRD and, Pro. And, and we can do 0%, we can do 0% down for 173 months. Yep, yep, yep. They, um, the... Uh, did you know the uh, TRD Camry is the uh, least expensive way to get a Camry V6? Is that right? Yep. You can do it for under, well, in normal times, you could do it for under 30. Interesting. Because it's like a mid-level trim everywhere else except for the V6. And then they give you a different exhaust and a little dumb spoiler on the back. So, fun fact. Very interesting. Hey, uh, one more off the wall before we get the Corvette car thing. I just want to throw out there. So when I was out of town last week, because we were supposed to record last week and we didn't get to because I didn't get back from SHOT Show until like, I think I got in bed. I think I got in the house at 11.45. So Mm -hmm. it was was a long day traveling back. Yeah, I wasn't going to do that to you. (laughs) <laughs> While I mean, I guess I'm, if I could have talked really fast, we could have got in a real short episode while walking through the Chicago airport, but I didn't do that either. So while I was at Shot Show, there were a, there were a lot of vendors there um, that you know were sport sporting and outdoor adjacent brands, right? So. Not necessarily mm-hmm. directly connected to shooting sports, but close. Um, and so one of the one of the things that was there, a company that was there that I'd never heard of before, um, was a company called. Well, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name. It's it, it's spelled I G N I K, um, and they make they make a lot of different items to keep you warm outdoors. So they have like a little portable fire pit and they have mm-hmm. like heated blankets and sleeping bag liners and chair pads and, um, you know, just different things to keep because their whole idea is if you're comfortable when you're outdoors, um, you'll stay outdoors more. And so that's basically the goal behind all their products. Well, I was walking through SHOT Show. I had my little sling bag on my shoulder with my patches on the back. And one of my patches is my really awesome original vintage uh, FJ40 Toyota four-wheel drive patch that my Mm -hmm. wife got for me at a flea market. Um, And the guy that was in the booth, his name's Ryan. Shout out, Ryan, if you listen to the podcast. Um, He's their director of global sales. He was working the booth, and he saw my patch and was like, hey, you're a Land Cruiser guy? And I turned around and I said, why, yes, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And the next words he said to me were, I really like Land Cruisers too. I'm a, I'm a big FJ40 fan, but I'm also kind of a 911 nerd. And I so said, you... I said, did we just become best friends? Yes, yes, because y'all did. <laughs> so then we proceeded to talk for like, 45 minutes i mean this guy is like my my west coast brother like you know i had no idea he was out there so we talked about cars we talked about camping we talked about overlanding uh uh-huh. 
We drive all guys then. So shout out to Ryan, my uh, West Coast Land Cruiser um, Porsche brethren. Car people are everywhere. So. Yes, they are. I'm glad that you met somebody. Oh, out there. No, wait a minute. I almost sounded weird. I'm glad you found a friend. <laughs> hey, the culture we live in today is perfectly okay to say that. Nobody, Look, I, nobody's offended by that. No, I, you may be. I know you won't. I'm happily married. Hey, that is not always uh, a uh, a detractor. <laughs> there you go. Good point. See? Right. Uh, so cool guy, cool products. If you're interested in getting some stuff to keep yourself warm, he sent me home with some hand warmers. Now, I, you probably, unlike me, you're probably not outside using hand warmers on a regular basis. But let me just say, whatever the name of the brand is, like Hot Toes or whatever it is, the 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 brand that's everywhere. Everybody knows these hand warmers yep. are just the generic orange package hand warmers, right? You open yep. them up, they start to get warm, they last for however many hours that they last, and then they're dead. And you throw yep. them away. This company makes hand warmers, and he gave me some. I haven't tried them yet, so full disclosure, I'll give you a review once we actually you know, go out and work with the cows and it's cold enough to crack them open. You ooh, supposedly... Ooh, it's almost like you should, like, videotape that, maybe. Maybe I should. Maybe I should do a video review of the product. So you you open them. They begin to heat up. They get warm. You use them for the amount of time that you're outside and you're cold. And if that amount of time is less than 10 hours, you put them back in the bag, seal the bag, they stop being hot. What? And then at a later time of your choosing, you can open the package back up, pull them back out. They will begin to rewarm and they will consume themselves the remainder of the 10 hours that they are able to be hot. So they are reusable, quote unquote, hand warmers that have a 10 hour usable lifespan that you can use in as many increments as you see fit. All right, legitimately, send me the link to that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's cool, right? If you're at a football yeah. game and the football game's two hours, you just wasted six hours of a hand warmer if you didn't actually need to use it. And these things are like two bucks. Send me the link to that. Uh, what are, I got to go to Virginia next week. Uh, one of the guys, he uh, put a ward officer package in, and uh, he's getting promoted. And, you know, when you go to ward officer school, when you go to Warwick, uh, you spend a lot of time in uh, northern Virginia in February outside, and I think he will appreciate that. Well, I'm going to send it to you right now. Well, <laughs> um, so while we go ahead and clear in the air on some things, uh, one thing that we uh, – I think I communicated uh, incorrectly last week. Uh, we were talking about the number of EVs and stuff that was out there. I think you misunderstood what I was saying, probably because I said it wrong. Um, I was telling you the models, but it's not counting that. It's counting by the model line. So, like, the whole A6 series is a, is one. You know what I mean? Yes. Or the, the all of the... Uh, Tesla Model 3s, one. <laughs> you know, it's only one model line. All the trims, I ain't got time for that. 
but I did also include, uh, I included a couple things that aren't quite on sale yet because uh, they're on my on my spreadsheet. That was the Volvo EX90, the ID Buzz, the ID7, uh, the, the VinFast, both of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, what else was on here? The Aria isn't, isn't on sale quite yet. And... I don't even know what that is. Nissan. Um, okay. uh, the Ionic 6 isn't on sale yet. The Equinox EV isn't on sale yet. The Blazer EV isn't on sale yet. Um, but I have them as new, or I found out about them now. So I got some information on So I went ahead and put it in the spreadsheet. So that may have threw off your numbers a little bit, but it's still, that still would break the number. Uh, it would bring the number down to like 47 or 48 different model lines. That's insane. That's it. That is insane for a product that 100% has a shelf life. Yeah. I yeah. I don't care. I don't care who you are. If you are serious in the automotive world, and I saw like Toyota's like CEOs like being forced out for making some of these comments, but I I, I agree with the guy. EVs are a not the solution, and b they can't replace ICE engine faults. They just can't. I agree. I well, I I fifty percent agree. Uh, I think we we talked about this before. I'm a little more uh, EV friendly and uh, hybrid friendly than you are. Uh, not that you don't like any of them, but you know you have your reservations, and I don't have some of them, and vice versa, whatever. That's kind well, of how this friendship works. Well, uh, let, me take, let me take that comment and segue that perfectly into tonight's actual topic, the Corvette E-Ray. See, I was going to say what I was going to say first, and then we was going to do that, but I like your segue, so we're just going to leave it there. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is the most, like, when Corvette, when, when Chevrolet built a mid-engine Corvette, and you and I had this long, lengthy discussion about how we all knew it was coming, and that Corvette really, if they wanted to do the brand right, they should have just kept a front-engine Corvette as a GT car and made this like a different model or a, some other type of special Corvette, something that's They could have called it Stingray, just like they're doing it right now. Yes, yes. And that that was like, it was unexpectedly like, from a marketing standpoint, they could have done it differently. And we we both agreed that it wasn't done the way we would have done it. And and, and in my mind, I thought, well, it's a very European sports car, right? It's, they're 100% definitely going after some Italians. Um, And, and just when you thought, which isn't a bad thing. Right, right. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but just when you thought Chevrolet couldn't be any more Italian, they go and do something and totally redeem themselves. They do the most Italian thing they have ever done in their lives. They say, we are going to build a Corvette and we are going to make it mid-engine. We are going to make it all-wheel drive. We're going to make it a hybrid, and it's probably going to get worse fuel economy. I know we're going to tell people it's going to get a little better, but it's probably going to get worse. And we're only going to make it a hybrid 
for one reason and one reason only, performance. We don't care about the environment. We don't care about what your neighbors think about how loud or quiet it is, even if we did give it a stealth mode. We, we are only putting up batteries and motors in this thing to make it faster. That's it. That's it. We don't care. We're not interested in saving the planet. We're just going to give this thing all-wheel drive to help rotate the planet. And that's the end. I actually thought you were going to be harsher than that. So I commend you. I, I'm giving you, I'm giving <laughs> you one of them. Uh, I don't know if that was your strength or your true feeling, <laughs> but uh, uh, I I like the car because I like the Corvette anyway. Right. Um, and the name of this show is probably going to be something, some variation of the right vet because. But that's yeah. kind of what we're gonna do. Sure. Um, um, I completely get what they did. I understand what they did. There's a thing in there that I w- I thought they could have did a little differently, and I guess we'll we'll get to that in a few minutes. But uh, the Italian angle, I didn't think about it that way because that's literally what Ferrari is kind of doing. That is doing. That's what uh, the McLaren is doing in England, and you know. Using that battery to help that car get a better zero to 60, zero, uh, that better time, right? And uh, that battery that was electric motors. Uh, well, so I understand. And, and actually hearing you say the words and making me think through my comments even further. And when you said McLaren, it dawns on me that it's not just Italian. It's, it's, just, yeah. it's just global, right? Because yeah, it's a global thing. It, could you even title the episode "The Better NSX"? Oh, that's I'm see, you. We are on it with segues because that's what I was going to talk about next. And all of them, in my opinion, are copying what Honda did with the NSX, which is really which it which is um, almost the exact same thing that happened the first time the NSX came out. Because interesting. Rev- huh? Yeah, the, when the NSX came out, um, those those exotic cars, they were trash. They were fast. They looked good. But you couldn't drive that thing every day. And I looked no. like, you know, you know what we're going to do? We're going to build one of these things that look like this, and you can drive it every day. How about we're, that? We're going to build the best-looking Honda Accord that is there has ever been. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and you know, and it drove every day, and then that, all of them kind of got serious about making a car that actually worked every time, most of the time when you got into it. You know, I wonder. Um, I wonder if um, if Honda hadn't have built the NSX, would Volkswagen have ever owned a Lamborghini? I don't think so. Well, somebody would have owned Lamborghini. Somebody, somebody would have. Lamborghini. Somebody would have. Right, but because, would it have been Volkswagen? Because if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, Lamborghini was a part of Chrysler at the time, right? Because that's where the Viper came that's, from. I think that's right, yeah. Um, so I I would have, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go with you and say no. But I think the Lamborghini purchase helped Lamborghini more than it helped Volkswagen. Oh, for sure. Because, I mean, it, it the R8 and the, and all those Lamborghinis that they keep changing the name but change the style a little bit but it's the same daggone car. Right. Uh, um, it's 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 a it's an R8 man. I mean the the pieces the pieces all fit together. You know what I mean? And so they 
they showed them how to build a car, a modern car, essentially. Yeah. No. And um, so, but anyway, back to the NSX. The NSX, and I don't think we ever really talked about it, but uh, NSX Type S that came out with only like 500 and something of them for its last bit of its model run. Did you yeah. ever watch any videos or anything on that car? Uh, no. You should. Because that car, that's the way it should have came out first. It should have been that car, that the, the one that came out here last, that should have been the first one. Because all they figured out somewhere in there that, hey, we need to do this. We need to just need to bake a little bit more, blah, blah, blah. I don't think the car should have died, especially seeing how now everybody, a bunch of these companies are copying that idea or doing some version of that 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 right. same thing. Um, but back to the vet, um, I, I I anticipated you coming in saying it was going to be well, it's heavier. It is. It's only like two hundred and thirty pounds heavier or something. Yeah, like believe that. it or not, it's not that much heavier. Yeah. Um, because uh, we argue about how heavy hybrids are all the time. <laughs> um, I think I think my problem with the car is, is they didn't want that car to be faster, really that much faster than the Z06. But they're saying, it could be. Yeah, it, it's I mean, like they're saying it's like a cold day. It is faster. Yeah, on a cold day, it is faster, and it's because of that. Uh, like the horsepower number could be more and yes. i know it could be more and it could be faster but i was like well if we make this faster then what happens to the 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 zero six and in my opinion and i think i heard one other person say it if you got that kind of scratch because those cars are that go pretty much a lot of really close in price the dude that's buying it a zero six isn't the dude that's buying this right or if he is he has both of them Ooh, good point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I and I, one of the questions I was going to ask you in the podcast is, which of the three vets? Now that there are three vets, which one is the right vet for you? Because I Ooh. think I know my answer. I think I, I think I have an answer, and I think you know what my answer is. Okay, but it's not what you think it is. And why is that the right one for you? I don't know, man. I have to really think about that for a second because, I mean, my gut instinct reaction to, because I, I never thought about this, my gut reaction to which Corvette is the right Corvette for me is to just immediately say uh, C6, Z06, because that's the one I would actually buy. Of the new, of the new ones. I know, I know, if, I know. If we did that, my right vet would be the <laughs> C7 G uh, Grand Sport. Yeah. Because sure. <laughs> so of the three, mm. and I'll I'll tell you my answer. And so why are you thinking about it? Because I I sprung this on you at the last second. Um, yeah, let me think on it for a second. The right vet for me is is neither of those two. It's not the Z06 or the E-Ray. It's the stock. It's the regular one. It's just the Stingray. I think it's mine too. It's the Stingray with all the with all the luxury options on it. Because I want, I'm not taking that car to a Dago to a, to a drag strip probably, and I'm not taking it to a track. I want it to be a GT car, 
and I want to be comfortable, but I want to be fast at the same time. And if I do have the inclination to go around that on some racetrack, that car still do it. It ain't gonna be as fast as Z06, but I ain't that kind of driver. I'm not that good of a driver. I'm just saying, I'm not driving it at 10 tenths. I ain't that good. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I'm know. not driving it at 10 tenths either. Like, I yeah. mean, I, I think it's more car than I can drive at 10 tenths, especially on the road. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm not I'm not afraid to admit that, you know, my my last name isn't Andretti. I don't I can't drive half as good as them dudes. Um, so I need some help sometimes. I need one of these things that ain't going to kill me like a Dodge Viper would. <laughs> right. Know? So I would go with like the Z. What I just, I built it. I built it earlier. And um, I would I, go with a uh, 3LT yeah. Stingray Coupe. And that's, that's what it'd be. It'd have all the features. and at And at the same time, it is forty thousand dollars cheap. Well, That's thirty thousand dollars cheaper. I'm gonna share my screen with you. Can you see that? Yep. This is. I don't remember this being a color, but I think it's kind of cool. So I that's like what that I went. <laughs> uh, what's the name of it again? Uh, something. Caffeine anyway. metallic. Yeah, caffeine metallic. Um, this car right here, 3LT with, with all the nice stuff in it. Cause one of the things that I know I would do with this car is me and my wife would drive around and we would crew, we would do all the old people stuff that people do in vets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's $85,000, which is a little bit more than I want to pay for a vet, but I built the Dagon Z06 the exact same way. And it's 123. Whoa. Right. So would you do the on your sting on your regular Corvette Stingray? Did you do the Z fifty one package or did you just oh, do it, it has it has a Z fifty one package? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, I think Z... that's the no brainer, right? It has a Z fifty one package. It has the best leather that you can get in it, the best sound system you can get in it, the heated seats and all this other stuff and all of that stuff, and I'm saving a butt a, a butt ton of money. And to the person that I'm going to see most of the time, isn't really going to know the difference. And to be honest, I don't care if they did. Yeah. Because, I mean, I could I can take that other $50,000, $60,000 and throw in this house, man. And, you, know, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I think the right vet for me would be the Stingray uh, uh, LT3 or whatever it was. I think I and have neither to do one the same. of these. And I'm not mad at it, the fact that either one of these other other cars exist. They just ain't for me. Right. I, I no, think they're not I'm, for me either. I don't think that my the the level of car ownership for me for a Corvette, like the 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 case for owning a Corvette to me wouldn't include the Z06 or the e The only way I can kind of see. I mean, maybe if I lived in a northern state and I wanted to track stuff, maybe the E-Ray would be something to consider. 
the only thing about the E-Ray that would, and it doesn't really fit you, but it fits you more than me, is y'all get a little bit more weather than we do. Yeah, but not much. It's marginal. But yeah, not much. And uh, so, I mean, I don't live in New York or New Jersey and stuff. I don't need that. Right. <laughs> I don't need that. One of the things that I am curious about, though, and I'm waiting for, like, uh, uh, auto reviewers, uh, the YouTube auto reviewers to to drive the car and so I can see it for myself, is if they got those numbers on those all-season tires, or did they get the daggone? Ooh, the summer right? tire. Because you can get the summer tires as an option, but I haven't really been able to find out. Not to be honest, I didn't look that hard. But uh, if they got those numbers on those all-season tires, because if they got those numbers on them all-season tires, then that car is way faster than what they say it is. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> right, yeah, that's not a bad, bad, bad thing to say. Okay, so let me ask you a question, and this is going to be much more of a Stanley question than it's going to be for for Bill, because I a GT car is not as important to me. I definitely understand the importance of them, and and I would own one. You know mm -hmm. what I mean, but also a GT type experience for me is a Land Cruiser and you know camping and dirt roads. Yeah, stuff. so yeah, it's yeah, a little I'm, different I'm experience. Um, for the money, let's call it the hundred to one hundred fifty thousand dollar spending limit. Um, you you want something that's flashy enough that it's a hundred grand, but it's not much more than 150 for a gt car what's stanley buying because i don't think it's a new corvette it's the lc yeah it's the lc it's the lc i mean yeah. all day 100%. long <laughs> all that because it, it does everything that i wanted it does most of the things that i wanted that this them to do to the c7 lexus did it in the lc and then Chevrolet went a different direction. And I, I'm not mad at it. I mean, it has a very good sounding V8. And very, it has very good sounding V8. And if you've ever been inside one, and I haven't driven one, but I've been inside one at the Lexus dealership, I don't know where they could put more suede at in that car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. They could have it could have had suede uh uh floor liners. All, That's all the, the only supple. thing. All the yeah. Everything the one that I was in that had the uh the brown peanut butter uh suede, everything in that car was it was so nice. It probably wouldn't wear well, but it was so nice. So so you and, wouldn't have you wouldn't do a Mercedes or a BMW. Uh, the Mercedes, um, the Mercedes and the BMWs. If I was gonna go GT car, if it, it, to be honest, it would be one of those. Uh, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this because I know you can't hear uh, something. Y'all can't hear me. Quotes. It would be one of the grand coupes. It would be one of the four door coupes, which is dumb. Why don't you just call it a sedan like it is? But like like the the what is it the six series grand coupe sure i would ride that i definitely i would do that um uh the what is it the amg the amg oh gosh the amg gt something yeah yep. that car is monstrous 
as well. Yeah. Um, and they do the luxury the luxury thing very well, obviously because of who they are and fast and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I could do them, but to be honest, I would buy that Lexus and I would never get rid of it and it would never break and that would be fine. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. So you think the See, RC- that Mercedes things, that Mercedes things is bothering me. <laughs> you think the the RCF Lexus is that too hardcore? You can't GT that? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that you can't do that. Not not at all. What I'm saying is, if I had to pick between the RC and the LC um, on Bill's on Bill's wallet, I'm picking the uh, the <laughs> LC on every day, every day. <laughs> Um, the RC, the RC isn't a bad car. Obviously, I I really do like them. I thought the biggest, the only problem that was with that car is the infotainment system, which I guess they fixed this year. Uh, Besides that, they fixed it. Yeah, they uh they they fixed it this year. Um, besides that, uh, there is nothing wrong with that car. Is is a, for lack of a better word, um. It's more luxury uh, Mustang than it is BMW M3. You know what I mean? Ah, interesting. I, so, I personally think it's ugly. I actually like the LC styling better. The RC, I think the RC, they did a little too much. They were doing too much, obviously. But um, when you see them, every time I see one, every it just looks good on the road. It looks better on the road than it does in pictures. But yeah, let me see. Okay. The uh, the uh, the Mercedes Benz is is the GT four door coupe. Oh, okay. So really complicated, uh, super creative yeah. name. Yeah, but they got the GT, the GT, all these. Just give it a real name. Just can we right. go back to that? Right. Just, I just want a real name. That's all. So, so can uh, I just say if it was me? And I was gonna buy a GT car. I would only be buying a GT sedan. I like a sedan better than a coupe. I do too. And I would buy the IS five hundred F That's so we both land on a Lexus currently. I mean, I I like the M fours. I like the M three. I I I really like the Cadillac ATS and CTS Black Wings. You know, those are really cool cars. But I really think I would just enjoy driving the IS500 F Sport. That would probably be. I think you would do that and love every bit of it. The reason why the names at Mercedes confuse me is because one of them is the AMG GT four-door coupe, and the other one is just AMG GT. It just, I don't know. Just give it a real name. Um, hey, hey. Genesis and Genesis Coupe. That's all I'm going to say. That was a long time ago. Nope. That car is very popular right now. That's my rebuttal. That's my rebuttal. Oh, you just said something that kind of came to mind. Um, I guess this would be saying how we are on our... See, this this is why we we have our little lulls, and then we we, we end up talking for three hours on a podcast. Yes. Uh, I got a couple... They're not really trivia questions, but there are things that kind of jumped off that I was looking at. The 
so you know you go on good uh good car bad car and you know you can see all the diagonal sales and everything right i'm not familiar with good car bad car is that a website yeah that's a website you've never been on good car bad car i have not or if i have i did it briefly when we talked about it on here or something what so I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you a couple of things while you go into it. So that that tell you sales figures and things like that, and give you yearly and all those breakdowns and all this stuff. Okay. The Lexus LX has the third. Well, because these other two cars aren't in production no more, so I ain't gonna count them. Has the highest uh, drop in um, sales of all cars sold. That are in production right there. It dropped in sales 86% from last year. 86% from last year. Which model is that? That Lexus LX. The SUV? Yes. Well, that's because the front end is atrocious. I knew that, and that's why I broke it up because that's like, oh, Bill was right because the front end is hideous, and that's why this thing ain't selling that much. Right. I mean, no, nobody. Okay, the people who want an LX want to be able to at least appear capable of going off road. Uh, yeah. Or, <laughs> or they're buying it for their wife to look pretty in. But they know that maybe they landed that wife. She's a few decades younger, and I'm trying to politically correctly dance into this here. Oh no, you already said it. You already said it. Let's just let's just say she might be in her twenties, but the guy buying the vehicle for her is not in his twenties because he can afford to buy it for her, and he knows that she needs some ground clearance when she goes to the soccer field because, you know... She ain't going to the soccer field. She going she to the... She ain't going to She ain't going to the soccer field. You, that would imply they had kids. They, they have no kids. And, <laughs> but he also knows, like, she's not the best driver. And so if she runs up on the curb at the nail salon, she's going to tear the whole front end of that thing up. Absolutely, because that's what I was going with. Yes. Uh uh, a couple if other you things. You could that just buy this thing with a different front bumper. It would go a long, long ways to helping sales of this thing. Yep. A couple other things that stood out to me on this: the Honda Civic had a forty-nine point two three percent drop. Really? Forty-nine. It's legitimately the newest vehicle in that segment, and it had a forty-nine percent drop. That's interesting to me because the new Honda is the best looking Honda Civic they've built in a long time. Yeah, I think in my in my opinion, I think the real issue with that car is Honda dealerships, along with our Hyundai dealerships and Kia dealerships, have been kind of the the ones who've been um, marking up vehicles. Now that's an excellent point. Yeah. So and and you think people we, are like, no, nah, I'm done with yeah. that. Yeah, because uh, because uh, how this came to Dago, uh, how I started looking at this was uh, like the 
the uh, the Forte and a couple other cars are selling very relatively strongly, as well as the daggone um, the 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 uh, the Toyota Corolla. And the only thing that makes sense to me or why the Civic drops is because somebody going in the dealership is like, I'm not paying thirty thousand dollars for that. Yeah. Why would I pay thirty thousand dollars for a twenty thousand dollars car? I'm just go buy this daggone Corolla. <laughs> right. So uh, I was gonna bring this up on a separate episode, but we done been on here for however long now. Anyway, I'm, I'm gonna go yeah. ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Okay. We can talk about it more in depth later. But do you okay. remember a while back? This was long before the new Civic Type R was unveiled um mm-hmm. it, it might have actually been during our initial conversation about the integra um mm-hmm. coming back and we were talking about accords and civics yep and i made a comment that was a little controversial which i tend to do from time to time and yep. i said that somewhere inside honda automotive corporate design headquarters there is an ongoing conversation of okay we are currently building a good-looking Accord. We must make the Civic as ugly as possible. And then at some point, they say, well, we are building a good-looking Civic now. It is time to make the Accord as ugly as possible. Remember, and and you were like, well, I don't know. There was a couple of years where they both looked all right. And I said, no, I'm convinced they're not allowed corporately to have both cars look good at the same time. It's uh, I'm I'm certain of it. Okay. Okay, that was the conversation we had. I just want you to know that here today, the new Honda Accord is the ugliest Honda that they have made in <laughs> 60 years. And it is all because the new Civic Type R actually looks good. That's my firm opinion. That's your hot take? That's my hot take. That Accord is hideous. That car is not hideous. It, Dude, is bl- it, looks it is bland. Like, it looks like if uh, if a jelly bean could get pregnant, that's what it would look like. That's what it looks like. That's the ugliest car I have seen. It, it makes me miss the original Honda. What was the little hydrogen powered like insight or makes me miss the insight that's what that's how ugly that car is wow i i'd rather have a pontiac vibe on four no not vibe what was it the aztec with four flat tires before i take that honda accord that's how ugly that accord is wow America's best-selling car over the last five decades, but now America's ugliest-selling four-door sedan. That's what. It's wow. Uh, that is a hot take, sir. Uh, that is a hot take that I have. I don't think I'm behind quite yet. Do you remember um, your wife's comment about the Mazda three versus the Mazda five and how it's too snouted? Yep. You show yep. her the side profile picture of a base 
Honda Accord, the new Honda Accord in base form without big wheels on it. And I, I want to know if she says anything other than snouted. That thing is ugly. Don't show it to her from the front. Show her to her from the side. I, well, I will I will show her a picture and I will text you her answer. And uh, I'm going to say one more thing. And then I'm going to shut up and I'm going to get off of here. Uh, where is it at? I, I can't, I can't stop find looking it. at it. It's so ugly. And it's like they stole the taillights off a Volkswagen Jetta from five years ago. What? How is this thing so ugly? You're going to say that thing is ugly. Then you're going to see it in real life. It's like, oh, no, it ain't that bad. Because, you know, you always got to go. We, we overreact at, the, at first sight. No, this thing, it is snouted. Snouted? It's too, the front end does not look right. Is it a hatchback? Uh, actually, I don't, I don't think so, but I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. See, now, now you got me looking. Anywho, what I was going to say was the, um, remember how you said that people, some people were going to buy that, 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 that the, uh, integral wasn't going to catch y'all. Yeah. Well, it has. It is the uh, third best selling vehicle in this category. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, good job, Integra. I like it. I think it's a good looking car. I would have one. I think I like the Civic Type R better. I think. But, well, I mean, I like it. Uh, but if I was ahead. in that market, I would be. It would be a tough decision for me between the Elantra in or the Veloster in, but probably the Elantra in and the um, the GTI or the Golf R. Like, depending on how much money I wanted to spend. I um, if we're saying I am in that Dago in that uh, in that market. Because I'm still looking in that market to get my next vehicle. Um, that car is still firmly in my uh, in my sights, firmly. Um, and on that note, it, we have been on here for like an hour and a half, I believe. It's not <laughs> a hatchback. It's not a hatchback. That's just a really dumb trunk. Oh my goodness! This is my first time seeing it. Have you already seen this thing before? Yes, I've seen the videos and all that stuff on it. Somebody's got videos on it already? I'm about to go watch yeah. the video. It's it came so out, ugly. It came out months ago. How am I just now seeing how ugly this thing is? Because, you know, you sometimes you catch on late. Sometimes. Oh, my goodness. It is so ugly. All right. Where is that? Where is that? Uh, Why? Why is it so ugly? Okay, why can I? Why is there a not a non-red seat interior for the Type R Civic? Um, I can't I, get black interior or gray. No, no, you can't. The Integra sells the G70, oh. the uh, the TLX, the A3, the CT4. Even though the CT4 had it has a 27% Dago rise in sale, uh, the CLA and C class together, uh, <laughs> uh, 
what else? The A6, it 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 is selling decently well. I think it is a success. And on that note, I think we should get off of here. Uh, maybe we should great. stop. We might not Good stop idea. talking, but we're going to get off of here. But uh, anyway, so I guess the consistency is the right vet for us is not the current vet that's on the market. But if we had to pick for the ones that's on the market, it would be the one that the regular one. Yes. Agreed. We agree. Overall consensus, completely agree. The best bet, the best vet you can buy, you can't buy. And it's actually called Alexis. And the best vet we would settle with if we had to buy a vet is the base vet because we don't need the other two. Correct. But I still would like to hear the Z06 every now and then because it just sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad at it. I just don't need it. No, no. And I definitely don't need to spend that much money ever. But Nobody anyway, does. well, uh, if you made it this long, then you well, then you're a real fan because this is kind of what we do. That's right, and, and, and we love you, and we'll see you next time, or yep. hear you, or you'll hear us next time. I don't know, maybe that's too in depth. Well, they'll see you if you make a if you put some video cameras to to. I mean, you got 17 GoPros. Use one of them, man. Come on. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Later. Night, man.